Uncle Larry to do it for two years. <laughs> Which I ain't, I'm not tripping with that. That was unexpected money I would have had anyway. I, ain't, I already got a gig this weekend. I ain't tripping. But, yeah, I got a 360 gig this weekend. But, uh, I had a DJ gig, but then they said that uh, they didn't they allow to amplify music at the park and Dan Foley, so they had to uh, cancel or whatever. But I still had a gig anyway for the 360. Oh, okay. I was gonna have my dad. Work. My dad was gonna work it for me, but now I can do it myself, and I ain't gotta pay nobody to work it. So, yeah, I got a three sixty gig in Fairfield, just three to five. Something like, you know, easy money, bro. Some people from church, but then, uh, uh, well, I'll take it, bro. It's a chill weekend. Well, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in South City right now, about to do an interview for my boy's podcast he got going on, and then. Uh, after that, bruh, if I don't go uh, slide by Gits and get some shoes from Gits uh, at the store, oh, yeah, I told him, so, hey, if you got something like 14 or 15, let me know. If not, bruh, I ain't gonna waste my time, bruh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, depending on how the traffic is when I leave South City, you know, I gotta go up to 101, through the city, across the Bay Bridge. So we'll probably be done oh, here between yeah, 2 and 2.30, though. I don't think Yeah. Yeah, I told him, yeah, yeah. I said, it's something in my size, bro. I'll definitely slide through. And I told him, bro, that's why I'm going to be on, like, boutique stores because they really going to be having my size like that, bro. <laughs> 14, 15 is a hard to find, bro. If they do have them, bro, they're going to be hella high, bro. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like most, even like, they can max it like 14. Yeah, yeah. You might have to tell me what the uh the moves of the people. I know this guy on up and down, left, right, yeah, L, diagonal. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple. I don't know, I'm not too big. Last time I played, I was getting beat by my, uh, I used to be a, a youth mentor before I resigned uh, last year. <laughs> my kid was beating me, bruh. Tycoon Tactics Season 3. Welcome, everybody. Hey. We got P. Scott here. What's up, y'all? <laughs> P. Scott, how you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Blessed to be here. Blessed to be here, buddy. Awesome, man. Awesome, bro. Hey, thank you for being out here, brother. I, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day, right? Because I know, uh, you know, running a brand, running a business, uh, what it could be, right, to cut an hour out of your day, True. you know, two hours True. out of your day. You know, so I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to really uh, make this happen with me, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to make this happen with hey, you, bro. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Hell yeah, so, bro. Hell yeah. Right. So um, basically, the, uh, with season three, what we're going to be basically doing, bro, Tycoon Tactics, talking about blueprints, methods, and strategies, right? You're, I believe, a very successful DJ, and I've watched your rise, sir. Thank I've watched your rise, and I'm very, very impressed just, just watching, you know, every weekend, just pushing, just going somewhere. And I think too often people don't see that type of, like, push and work to get to where it's at. And I, I could only imagine times where you, got, you thought this contract, this deal was going to go through, you know, and... Pff, fell through you know what i mean yep but bro basically 
blueprints, methods, strategies on how you got your rise, right? Um, we're going to take an intermission in the middle, right? But we're going to play chess. Uh, and I just want to hear what, 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 um, what got P. Scott to be where P. Scott is. Ooh, man. It's a lot of, uh, lot of, you know, grace from God, a lot of blessings, word of mouth, love, luck. Uh, just being a good person and people really genuinely rocking with me, you know, from, you know, people knowing I'm a good dude and just wanting to help me out. And, you know, I know a DJ, let me get my cousin on there or so-and-so, you know, and a lot of just hard work actually, you know, because after a while, you know, them leads kind of run out and you got to go for what you know to try to get new new leads and, uh, you know, new clientele and, you know, and to get the bigger clientele to pay more money, you know what I'm saying? Get into another realm of, uh, you know, the corporate gigs and the Silicon Valley money gigs, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, just networking, too. Networking, word of mouth, uh, promotion, always, you know, taking pictures and videos and posting them so people could see and, you know, stuff like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> well, shoot, man. Um there was two things that inspired me this season for this podcast, right? The first one being this show, Hot Ones. I don't know if you've ever seen it on yeah, I was just watching it the other day. Yeah, bro. Right? <laughs> I, I love them. Just inter the interview process, right? I love just getting to know the person, a, a different uh, side of the person, right? Um, and putting them in uncharted waters, maybe. Man. Maybe, right? Yeah, I'm uncharted right now. <laughs> I, I am, man. And, uh, I'm SOS, not <laughs> man. Where am I? <laughs> I'm, I'm not very seasoned as well. I know like one good trick, and about, that's about it. I'm, 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 I'm probably, where the checkers at, man? Right. Uh, you know what? We might pull that out after the intermission. We might go ahead and pull that out. Yeah, you, you go, me, go ahead. Whoop me some, I'm yeah. not very familiar with checkers. Got you, you on some so. Uno or something. <laughs> <laughs> this man, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, no, that's what's up, though. Oh, yeah. so, um, well, shoot, bro. Um, you played chess before? You know all, I have. all the moves? Okay. I have. Cool, cool, cool. You know, I so learned you know, as a kid. It just, you know. Okay, so we're going to like man. talk about which pieces do what or anything. <laughs> all right, cool, man. So White goes first, man. You okay. go first, man. All so, right. Um, Pete, where are you originally from, bro? Originally from East Oakland, California, 106th. Okay. All right. I could go two on the first Yeah, one, you right? could go two on the front. Yeah. First one. Yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> um, and what was that like, you know, being from from? East Oakland, the hunt. Oh, man, I loved, I loved it, man. The Rolling Hunters, man. That's where all my family's from. Mom's side, dad's side. You know, but, you know, my parents are basically like an East Oakland love story, man. Like, uh, oh, you know, the families know each other, and it, it just, and my family's big on both sides, right? My mom and dad both got like eleven to twelve siblings each. You know what I'm saying? So, I grew up with a whole bunch of cousins, older cousins, cousins of my age, younger cousins. They taught me everything, taught me the game, taught me how to dance, introduced me to hip hop. So uh, it was fun, man. I didn't, you know, you didn't know you were living in poverty, you know, at the time. You know, you didn't know you was living in the hood or whatever. That's just all you knew. Right, right. And then one day we got robbed. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think my dad's car was on bricks. Uh -huh. We came home. All my Christmas presents was gone. And uh, my dad said, that's it. We packed up, moved to Benicia, California, the whole opposite side of the Bay Area, man. Yeah. And uh, it was a culture shock, man, I must say, man. Being a black kid amongst... Uh, a whole bunch of non-blacks, man. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm rocking a high top, speaking with my hands, you know what I'm saying? What's up, baby? You know, you know, they just didn't get me, man. It was it was weird. But uh yeah, so from Oakland to Benicia, 
went to uh, school out there, met a lot of good friends, a lot of good people and stuff. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, in hindsight, you know, it might have been boring, but I think it kind of was for the best because I feel like if I would have grew up, you know, in the town with all my cousins, all the stuff that was going on, I might have been dead or in jail and got caught up in the lifestyle, you know what I mean? But thank God, you know, my granddaddy was a bishop, so I might have been in the church, might have went the church route if I was out there too, because he yeah. had a church in Oakland. Uh, but, um, you know, you never know, you know, I don't, you know, God has everything planned out for us. So, uh, right. you know, I thank God for my dad just being protective. I want to get my kids out of this environment because he knows what it is. My family's in the game deep. So he knows, uh, you know, he didn't want his kids or his boys growing up like that. So, right. Thanks. Right. Shout out to Pops and my mom. Word, man. Word. <laughs> and you said, so, so. Something that kind of intrigued me was you said your, your mom had this this, this love story. I, I got to hear about this. Yes, yeah, so, you know. Oh, but, and it's your move, sir. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, all gravity, man. All right. Like that. So, yeah, so my dad, he's from uh, Sobrani Park, uh, deep, deep, deep East Oakland, right? like the furthest deep in the Oakland you can get one way in, one way out, you know, 98th uh, Avenue, whatever. Um and my mom, she grew up all over Oakland, but mainly from Tassafaranga, you know, the jungle um, in East Oakland. And uh, my dad's best friend was my mom's uh, cousin, I believe first cousin, uh, cousin Rob. You know, they call him Cat Daddy. He was from Sabrani Park, grew up with my dad. Um, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? So I think one day they was playing basketball. And my mom came up to, you know, hang out with her cousin Robin, watch the dudes play basketball. And my dad said, dang, who is that? To his, to his best <laughs> friend. And it happened to be my mom. And, you know, from there, they, you know, they used to, you know, hooked up. And, uh, you know, they used to go out clubbing, party, and got married. All this, you know, they got married years before I was born. So they actually got to marry and enjoy each other. And, you know, right, I, think, right. I think they might have got married like in 81. I wasn't born until 85 or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, they got to really enjoy each other as one-on-one, you know, um, and, and not just worry about raising the kids as soon as they get married. Uh, and, uh, you know, I never I never noticed them argue. I never seen them have a fight. Nothing, dude. I, it's really um, surreal, man. I really, like, I've never seen another relationship like that, man. I've never seen a relationship say, oh, we don't argue, we don't. Fuss, we don't fight. We never get mad at each other. I'm like, because if they do, I don't see it. They hid it from us. You know, I'm sure they might have had their disagreements, but I never noticed nothing, man. No yelling, no nothing. Yeah. No cussing at each other. I'm like, dang, you know what I mean? Everybody else I hear that's married, oh, we, we go through it, man. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, we mm. go through it. And I'm like, man, hey, I don't experience that at my house. You know, I grew up with both parents. They're still together, still married right now. And um, as far as I know, it's all love, or they're good at hiding it. You know, they're probably, <laughs> probably just, you know, great at hiding it. Man. Yeah. Or they just really, really love each other and respect each other. And I can learn a lot from that because, man, I, <laughs> whew, I wish I had a story like that. But, man, you know, life goes on. There we go, man. There we go. <laughs> I believe it's my move. Okay. I'm going to do that right there. Okay. Ooh all right. So now we're here in Benicia. All right. How old are you then? Uh, I think I moved out there when I was like, Five or six, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so you were young and young. Young, young, yeah. But it's like we went to Oakland every weekend. So right. I, I still felt a, attached to the hood or whatever, my grandma's house, everybody. And even my cousins would come over to the uh, to Benicia, man. We'd have barbecues and stuff. And yeah. they just always told me, man, you ain't from out here. You from, 
you know, you from the turf, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, and whatever. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah, okay, cool. So I just grew up like that. Just I always felt connected because we went to church out there for so many years. Right. And right. every weekend, like my grand, my mom's mom stayed on 98th and MacArthur, so I was mm. there. Right. My grandmother lived on 103rd and East 14th, so I was so just know, back and right forth, there. only yeah. a few blocks away. Just right. you know, you could literally you could walk. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Is it on me now? Or? I believe it is you, sir. Okay. Man. And so now, when did music come into your life? Probably since the womb, honestly, man. Um, I remember, you know, as far back as I can remember, just um, riding in my dad's Firebird and him slapping Prince, you know what I'm saying? Him slapping um, Atomic Dog by George Clinton. Um, you know? And, uh, you know, and then at my uh, grandmother's house on the 103rd, um, my older cousins watching, uh, you know, video music box or whatever it was, and uh, where you got to call in and request a song. And I always remember them playing um, LL Cool J. Um, I'm bad, you know. I'm, I'm notorious. I crush you like a jelly bean, <laughs> right? I would take a look at uh, a deodorant stick and use it as a <laughs> microphone. Yeah. And I'm, you know, jumping in. You know, rapper come rap. You know, I just remember that and. We got footage of uh, my parents. See, before I was born, my parents would take my older cousins down to Disneyland every year, right? Yeah. You know, my dad had that UPS money. He worked for UPS. <laughs> retired from UPS. So he was, you know, balling back in the day. Right. Jerry Curl yeah, yeah. was just balling off UPS money. It was good money, Fancy. I guess. So he was taking the, all the kids, all my older cousins, down to Disneyland every year. And they got footage. When I came along, they got footage of my cousin's beatboxing to Paul Revere, you know what I'm saying? Here's a little story I got to tell. <laughs> right? And my cousin Timothy doing the beatbox and all that. Yeah. And I just grew up in the hip-hop culture, funk, raised in church, you know what I'm saying? So I always had gospel music, uh, the full band, bass, guitar, guitar, keyboards, organ, drums. I mean, all of that. I just grew up tambourines, hand, you know, the soul clap. I grew up with that every Sunday. Mixed with, you know, the secular music, the funk, hip-hop, R&B, soul. You know, my parents bumping Al Green yeah. to Prince, to Michael Jackson. Grew up watching the Michael Jackson uh, movie Moonwalker every day. Grew yeah. up watching uh, Purple Rain every day on VHS. You know what I mean? Just MC Hammer, the, uh, the VHS tape. I had that. Like, just music was in me from the beginning, man. So I just yeah. loved it all, man. And then grew up watching BET, MTV, you know, MTV raps, all that good stuff, so. Yeah. So what was like, was it, um, I know you said you'd go and like kind of pick up the deodorant stick and rap, right? <laughs> now, did you, because um, I know you're a DJ, yes, was sir. it, because I know a lot of DJs, they kind of get into it because, you know, they got an older cousin that was DJing in, the, in like a basement or something, or yeah. they had like a pair, a friend had a pair of, uh, you know, turntables. <laughs> had none of that, dude. How, how did you get into DJing? I got into DJing. Okay, so before I was an official DJ, people would book me, or like my family would book me to play um, music at the family events, man. Just play all the music off your Napster, off your <laughs> iTunes, whatever. Just hit play. Yeah. All right. I DJed my grandma's uh, 90th birthday party like that. <laughs> I DJed uh, somebody's like, I DJed a girl named Malia's like, I don't know if it was her 10th or 11th birthday like that for this uh, Taekwondo school. I used to go to Soaring Eagles Taekwondo. They booked me to DJ that as just playing music <laughs> off to hitting play, hitting next, right? Yeah. This is years before I ever picked up any kind of turntables or uh, DJ controllers, right? Would you make, like, different playlists or whatnot? Or? 
Man, I don't even know if I did that. I just, I just, okay. So I was always into music, right? Into, yeah. uh, into production, uh, producing music and rapping. Um, so I always, I would go to um, Rasputin and go to the yep. used music <clears throat> section and just buy all kind of used CDs to sample. So I had a vast music collection off already off of Napster from back in the day and Navigator, Bear Share, all that stuff. I had all that stuff, the virus on my computer, all that stuff. But I had all them songs. I had all these CDs, the songs I wanted to sample because I was going to make music <clears throat> off of I would spend. I would go to Rasputin and spend like $150, $200 on just used CDs, come out with like stacks like that of songs I'm going to go sample. That was like digging in the crates for other uh, DJs and producers back in the day. I would just dig through CD crates or whatever. Um, so people knew I had all this music. People just knew I was into music. You feel me? So they just trusted my judgment. Um, uh, boy, I don't even know what move. <laughs> I was thinking about my move, bro. Right, okay, damn. Okay. Oh, like that there. Oh man, I can't even do nothing about it. Uh, can these go back? Can the pawns go backwards? Can, no, pawns cannot go backwards. Go Every other piece can go backwards. Okay. Yeah. Or Revert back to it. Sacre bleu. All right. Well, yeah, man. <laughs> Say that again. Do it again. Sacre bleu. Sacred blue. I don't know how that's. Uh, I don't know uh, what that means. One more time. One more time. Sacre bleu. Forget <laughs> that. Sacre bleu. You know, I got that from James Bond Jr. I believe an old cartoon in the nineties called oh, James shit. Bond Jr. They had this Russian dude or, whatever, or French dude. He kept saying that, bro, in the cartoon. But uh. That's how it was. Damn, I know you're about to get me, man, but whatever, man. <laughs> Maybe you'll get him instead. Oh, no, nah, better not. <laughs> Let me move this guy right here, bro. Yeah. All right. Saw the move. I don't know what I'm doing, bro. Go ahead and beat me. No, no. Nah. It's all good, dog. This is good. No, no, no. Yeah, it's but good. anyway, so, yeah, so, like, I was doing that, and then my brother, my little brother Parrish, man, he about three and a half years younger than me, man. He start. he, somebody booked him a DJ in an event, man. Right, and he know DJ or nothing. He was in the, um, I think he was the youth uh, working an after school program or something. And just one of the moms said, "Hey, can you DJ at my birthday party?" And he showed me something called Virtual DJ on his laptop. I said, "Bro, all I did was like this. I don't have no, la I don't have no controller or nothing, dude. I just did it on my laptop." I said, "What? I never knew it was that. Easy. I thought you had to have turntables and all this stuff." What, what year was this? This had to be like probably like. 2013, 2014, okay. somewhere around oh, so there. So you never heard a virtual DJ? Never heard none of that. Never, 2013, you was just playing it off your iPod. I was, yeah, I never okay. heard none of that, bro. Like, Crazy. I never heard none of that. And um, I've heard the word Serato. I didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> okay. Know. I've heard, like, because from rap songs, you ain't got Yeezy in your Serato or something. Mm. I didn't know what the hell Serato was, bro. And then I was like, bro, are you serious? You could do it like that? And I knew, like, bing, with all the songs I got in my... You know, digital catalog and MP3s and, and CDs, man. I could, if I get this, man, I could go crazy with this. Man. Right. Got all the old school and the current slaps at the time. I'm like, man, I got to try this, man. I mean, and then what it was was um, also, man, I was going to functions heavy, going to all kind of parties, uh, you know, all around Oakland, San Francisco, you know, all the day parties. It was lit, man. Like around yeah. 2014, I was just out there. And I'm like, man. I damn near could do this too, cause you know I'm over here paying Dub to get in, and then or oh, one time what did it for me? I was like, man, I'm about to pay Dub. All right, and the dude came, the, the party promoter came. As soon as I got to the front of the line, all right, we going up thirty bucks, thirty. He just upped the price oh, like shit. that, and I'm like, 
damn, bro, just like that, bro, I could do this, brother. He, you know what I'm saying? He's not a better DJ than me. <laughs> I mean, in my head, I'm like, bro, he don't, you know, he ain't doing nothing special that I can't do. I'm going to learn how to DJ. So from that day forth, man, I took my, uh, I was still working at AT&T as a technician at the time. I took, uh, we had like some points you could get for, I guess, doing so good, being a five-star tech or whatever. I was like one of the best technicians. Hell yeah. Um, you get like free free points or something that you could use monetarily in this little catalog or something we had online thing. So I bought like a DJ controller off that. I bought a laptop off that little HP Beats laptop. Um, <laughs> and uh, Damn, you got the whole kit off. <laughs> yeah, right? Shout out AT&T. Yeah, off AT&T. That's how I got in the game. Then my brother, he was working already doing um, AV audio video technician or whatever for the Meritage Hotel. Yeah. And he let me get some of that equipment. All right, let's, let's do this. I think I had like these little two 10 inch speakers or whatever, man. Started doing like that. I could do my own events or whatever, or whatever. And then, uh, but my first event, uh, it was the year the Warriors won 2015. My first event. Okay. We went to Vegas. Uh, we had went to Vegas. My brother's first wife had just left him, man. We was, <laughs> so we went to Vegas to help him get his mind off of that and whatnot. And, uh, mm, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, uh, dang. I don't know what I'm doing, bro. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right, so we go to Vegas, and, um, but I, me and my cousin Lashante, man, we had planned to, um, throw a party and, uh, at the Main Street Bar and Grill in, in Sassoon, California, man. We yeah. Met with the owner, signed the contract. It was it was that Sunday. I went to Vegas like that Friday. I was supposed to come back Sunday morning. So I was in Vegas. I locked myself in a room with my parents and my brother went out. I just learned how to DJ on the spot right there. Just enough to get by to do a party. Yeah. Just enough to get by, right? Fly back in Sunday morning. <laughs> Go to the venue, get set up for the little day party we threw. And uh, it worked. We ro I rocked it, though. Me and my cousin Lashante, we threw it, you know. Yeah. I DJed it. We made a little money, not a lot, but uh, you know enough to you know want to keep doing it, man. And um, I was like, man, this is, you know I could I could do this, man. And then I, um, my cousins in Oakland, uh, my cousin London specifically, he was part of a crew called Regulars Only, okay. uh, crew that's uh, based uh, you know a lot. It's a collective of you know cats from uh, East Regulars East. Only. Shout out, shout out Regulars Only, man. You know what I'm saying. Uh, it's in Oakland. Uh, it's like my boy Tibbs' house is in his back. It's like two, three backyards put together. Yeah, they throw sporadic functions sporadically, man. Like they might throw a function at night and just put a uh, put the word out via text way, message or Twitter. Way, way, this was on YouTube. It was showing like ciphers and shits. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they've been like they've been. Bro, in, like, I remember that shit growing up as a kid. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they've been on Vice. I think. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, I remember a, that yeah, shit, bro. Right, and I used to just go to them as just a regular, just because my cousins. These are my these are my your friends. cousins. Well, uh, these are my friends and cousins and relatives. Wow. And I'm just going out there to support my people. And then one day, because the original DJs for uh, regulars only was, um, uh, for from what I know, it was um, Dage Digital. You know, more vibes, more vibes. You know, he's doing his thing. And Irk the Jerk, you know what I'm saying, who's now Kevin Allen, right? Those are the two original DJs from what I understand. Maybe Poke, too. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, Dage, he started going on tour. He was a tour DJ. He went on tour with, like, Cool John and Pilo and all of them. So he couldn't really 
uh, be there for this event, you know what I'm saying, for Tiv's annual birthday event. And then I think it was just me and Irk, and Irk didn't want to do the all day from like two, three in the afternoon all the way to we'll go to like two in the morning sometimes back in the day before the neighbors started tripping. Uh, so I was like, man, I'll you know, my cousin London, he was like, man, let my little cousin spin. You know, he he's shorter than me, but he like maybe three years older than me. So I'm his little cousin still, even though I'm bigger. Right? <laughs> let my little cousin spin. Right? Yeah. And, um, so I'm like, yeah. He hit me up. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I love it. Bro, hell yeah. I'll open for Irk, whatever. Let me do it. Went up there, rocked it, killed it. You know what I'm saying? And then they was like, man, what we got? What you want for that? To be, you want to, you know, how much you want to get paid or whatever? I, you know, I was like, man, just put me in the crew, bro. Let me be down with the with the team, bro, with the gang. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Let me be one of y'all DJs if you ever need some. Boom. So I got my foot in the door like that, just off of just show and proving. Though I had to show and prove that was rocking with me. Right. And, right. Um, and then so like from there, and then I teamed up with different wedding companies and just tried to hustle, you know, anybody looking for a DJ to be on their team to do weddings or whatever and take it to the next level. So I joined different like event companies. Um, <clears throat> hey, bro. Is it I think me? I fucked up. Yeah. I was just looking on the board. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my uh, bad. <laughs> That's you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing, bro. Like, just to our fucking interview. Is, <laughs> is that the king or the queen? I don't even. That's know. the king, bro. That's the king. Oh, That's the king. To, am I supposed to say check or something? Yeah, yeah check. check. Okay. And that brings us to our intermission. <laughs> <laughs> this was really good. <laughs> bro, I was plotting on your demise, dog. I seen it already. I already seen it. I was like, I see it and I fuck. What was it? <laughs> my Jedi senses, bro. I don't know, bro. Hey, but we gonna talk about how life can be just like this, how yeah. business can be just like this, bro. Right after the fucking intermission. Never give up on your dreams, the generic stuff to say. Never give up on your dreams. Go for yours. I think this generation knows better than my generation and previous generations because, you know, the old model of Go to school, go to college, get a job, work there 40 years, retire. It ain't, ain't going to be no retirement no more. It's a whole nother new economy now, man. And uh, this actually what Angelo was telling me maybe a couple years ago with Prime America. <laughs> but it's the same stuff today. So, kids, if you can make a TikTok and make some money or whatever, do that. Invest in the NFT, whatever. Invest, put some money away, become a millionaire early in your 20s if you can. Thanks. Because <laughs> by the time we get old, it might not be nothing left. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Hey. <laughs> we back from the intermission. Hey, 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 hey. What's happening? <laughs> and Peter got me in check on the chessboard. Oh, yeah. Uh, you check yourself before you're breaking the wreck yourself. And I was literally planning, <laughs> plotting his demise. I was two moves away from this checkmate. Man, and then he hit me with this check. It's all good. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Someone hit that right there. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a dangerous motherfucker now. <laughs> hey, bro, but hey, um, shit, we were just talking about the pandemic um, off camera, right, um, behind the scenes, and maybe let's talk about that, dog. Kind of like, like what was, what was that like um, where, shit, you wasn't expecting, you know, Bruh. and being a freelance artist oh. trying to feed a family. Bro, let me tell you, bro. Hey, I know a lot of good DJs, bro, who had up and end up getting uh, full time jobs during that pandemic. Man, they had to sell their equipment. 
I know companies I was working for had to liquidate and auction off all their equipment, sell their, everything in the warehouse because all their events got millions of dollars got canceled, you know, because venues shut down. So there's no way to have the event, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a blessing. I st- at that time, I was still working full time as a youth mentor. You know, what I'm saying, uh, so I still had a paycheck coming in. Um, you know, because we started work, we were working uh, via Zoom. I would meet with my clients via Zoom. You know, videos like you looking at me. And um, eventually, they told me, you know, it wasn't really effective for the kids. I worked from K through 12. You know, and the kids short attention span, so they're like, man, we need you to be out there with them. And I was just like, man, I don't, you know, I really don't feel safe being like they, they, they back in school around hundreds of thousands of kids, and I got, and I ain't trying to bring nothing back to my kids, you know, that uh, the the c word, the c vid, you know, what I'm I don't want to say it to get you, get you flagged, but you know, the uh, the thing that was going around was going around, and um, I just felt like uh, I'm gonna resign, you know, because uh, you know I have a heart for you know helping the youth and all this stuff, but them kids in Marin County, man. Y'all don't really need no dang help, bro. I've been to the juvenile hall out there, bro. Y'all, come on now. Knock it off, bro. Y'all just need uh, some real uh, guidance, bro, because y'all y'all spoiled out there in Marin County, bro. You don't know what struggle is. You don't know. Come on, bro. Knock it off, bro. Trying to be hard out there, bro. You know who you is. Stop it. Live the good life, <laughs> bro. But uh, anyways, yeah, so I was, um, I was a mentor. I resigned from that, you know. You know, how many people, you know, resigned from their job? Well, a lot of people did resign because they was making money other ways in the pandemic, whether it's Instacart, people coming up racks off Instacart or, you know, getting the pandemic PPP loans or paycheck protection, whatever it was, and um, SBA loans and uh, starting their own businesses and stuff like that. And people were, um, you know, becoming entrepreneurs. So I've seen a lot of that, too. So a lot of people probably did stop their job or not go back when the job called them back. They didn't go back. Like when they called me back, I kind of like, nah, I'm going to resign. <laughs> But um, I took the time to um, take that pandemic money, thank God, and invest it into my company, get new speakers, new gear, new subs, new, uh, you know, new equipment, um, invest in, you know, just stuff for the business, you know. Um, and then when everything opened back up, I was ready. Like, no, I got more stuff now. I got more firepower. I got more lights, more speakers, more boom. I could, you know what I'm saying? So I was ready when when things started to open up and people started to call again and do these stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready to rock, man. And ever since then, once it started picking up, picking up around, uh, for me, it was like May. I did a lot of proms, right? A lot of proms, a lot of graduation parties, and then a lot of weddings. And it's been up for there. I've been booked like damn near every weekend. If it's not my 360, yeah, I bought a 360 uh, video booth. Uh, just cause, you know, I was throwing parties and renting them. I was like, man, I might as well go buy one. Right. You know, yeah. You know, if I'm I'm an entertainer anyway, so I bought one. Of the, it was a good investment. I think I damn near paid it off already. You know, the ROI was good on that. Um, you know, um, so I was. Things is like a couple racks. Yeah, right? a couple racks. I think at the time, you know, I you know I didn't I didn't know for anybody else who wants to get one, you could get one probably uh, from like Alibaba, China, or something overseas for like probably half of what I pay. I paid damn near five racks between four and five thousand, somewhere around there. You know what yeah. I mean? At the time, I didn't know. I got it from Revo Spin. They're a good company, but you know. Uh, but you, you get like a small one or a big one? I got one? the biggest one at the time. Okay. I got the biggest one at the time where you could have damn near six people on there, depending on the size of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You for sure have four adults on it, for sure. But like, you, I, you could have a whole bunch of people on mine because I wanted to, you know, it's always cooler when more than one or two people. Yeah. Um, so I got that. Um, 
but you could probably get one for cheaper now for like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. Uh, but you know, you're coming from China, so you're taking that risk. You don't know when it's going to come because the port shut down and all that stuff. Right, right. With shipping, it might take you longer, longer to get it, but you might save some money. Um, but you know, I got that. Uh, it's cool. It you know, like I just did it. Um, I would say Kinsietta, but it, you know, it got delayed because of the pandemic. So it was a sweet seventeen. Basically, but it keeps yeah. you at style. Right. Uh, so my dad was working the 360 booth while I DJ. You know, so it was cool. I mean, we do a lot of gigs like that. I'll have my team do the 360 while I spin. And, uh, or uh, he might be somewhere else in another city doing that while I spin, do a gig somewhere else. So, we just, you know, and I pay my dad, pay him properly, man, you know, because I appreciate him helping me because I can't be two places at once, you know. So always take care of your people. They're going to take care of you, man. Family, friends, one. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't jeep, don't jip them, pay them what you would pay somebody else, you know, you know, or what, you know, pay them what you would want to be paid, you know, because yeah, I yeah. paid them. I might overpay them, honestly, bro, <laughs> but I'm going to yeah. pay them because I, damn, if I didn't have you there doing it, I wouldn't be making none of the money, you know? Yeah. So, I, you know, uh, but, so I did that, and uh, it's been picking up, damn near booked every weekend. Uh, thank God I work with different wedding companies, event companies, and, uh, uh, you know, um, I got certain clients keep booking me, bringing me back. Oh, we love you. We want you to do my daughter's graduation. We want you to do uh, my 50th birthday. We want you, you know, you getting good with these clients, man. Getting good with their family, and they keep they keep calling you. And every time they have an event, they want you. You know, it's uh, I hate when I'm not able to do it. like I'm already booked, but you know, trying to find another DJ that's just as good. You know, yeah. You know, because I don't want get somebody they're expecting me I want somebody who's as good or better than me you know right, what I'm saying right. to take my spot if I can't do it but oh, yeah, yeah uh, just hustling man being an entrepreneur not too proud to go do if I gotta do Uber or whatever I'm gonna go do it because I got two kids by the way so they're three and four or they're about to be three and four so uh, I don't just hustle for myself if I was just hustling for myself I'd probably be way more lazier <laughs> laid back like I ain't tripping if I get the gig or not man I'm you know, all I got to do is pay my little rent. I'm good. You know, yeah. but I got mouths to feed, uh, child support, <coughs> all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's big, man. Yeah, big. hey, bro. So that was like, to me, I'm I'm taking it. That was kind of like a pivot that you took, right? You reinvested a lot of that money back into your business. You started looking at things that were like popping at the time, and you're like, yo, let me go get me add this to my my thing, right? Because mm -hmm. um. You know, just maybe uh, to kind of relate, I remember I, I had DJ'd way back when, all right, when I was like 18, 19. I think you yeah. told me that years ago. Yeah, way back when. My pops was DJ back in the 80s, right? right okay. And so he got a little, he had gotten a little money and uh, he bought himself a little DJ kit. Anyways, he got me into it. Um, and bro, I remember like I started getting like these bigger gigs, and I was like, "Yo, I need a photographer. I need okay, I need somebody to like you know get it popping on, on like you know on the dance floor and get the people. You know what I mean? Like, get MC, a good MC goes a yeah, long way. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and I had gotten a manager, and I started getting like like folks. You know what I mean? Like like I started thinking, started oh okay, rolling. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And so I could I, I could see how that was kind of like that pivot for you during the pandemic. You, you picked some, some you know something that was popping up. You added to it, and um, you're paying people well. And I, I, I and I, I, and I up the price too. You, you know up the price too. 2019's price was Add not the motherfucking tax. Know, it was not the post pandemic price. <laughs> That's a, hey, <laughs> let me say this. I, I so 
I believe that your friends, brands, is just as dope as like designer. You feel me? Because that oh, motherfucker, sure. like, 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 you feel me? Your your, your friend put out like a, a shirt. Is like, okay, he only got twenty of these motherfuckers ever. You feel me? It's like, like I don't know, and I don't think people rock their folks shit like that. They don't. They really don't, man. Um, and I try to support my people's brands when they have them. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, after this, I'm gonna go support my boy Justin. He works at a, a shoe store in San Francisco. I forget the, the name of it, but but it's owned by Steve Stout. But he's like the warehouse manager, so I'm just gonna support him and his business. You know, whatever I can. But yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, man. And so like I, I like I see the tycoon short. I might cop one of those. Like I'm not asking for one. I'm a, I'll buy one. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'll right, buy right. one. Like I'll offer to pay if you want to give it a free cool. But you know. Pay for your friends and family stuff, man. Big, you know, because they invest in stuff and they cost money to get stuff and just bring the idea to life. It costs money to have websites and print shirts up and all that. Because so, I could only imagine, bro, like you being a DJ. How how many like? Oh yeah, all it's, the time. It's gonna be eight dog. hours. And it's like because they don't really respect you as like you know a businessman or something like that. Like, bro, I gotta pay for this LLC every year, man. I gotta pay taxes on this. I gotta, you know, you don't know how much I got thousand dollars worth of equipment here, man. That I just accumulated and purchased and invested in over time. Like, to just you know, it's almost a slap in the face. Can you do it for a hundred dollars or whatever? But sometimes that's all they have. Sometimes you, if you know these people, you know they don't have that kind of money, or whatever. So sometimes you work with them. But that's when you got to figure out, like, man, I got to step out of just my circle. I got to get into another market. I got to get into the, you know, we live in the Bay Area. I got to get into that higher price, uh, you know, market like all these corporate parties, Google, all these, you know, all people who live in Atherton, the richest city in, I think, California, mm -hmm. Marin Like, get into those markets, man, and they got the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like that way you don't. So if your friends and family ask you to do something, maybe you can jug them for the low. Because you know you're gonna get your, you know your top value, top dollar, outside of your friends and family with, you know, doing a gig like in I'll do a gig in Redwood City, I'll do a gig in uh, Menlo, you know what I'm saying, uh, Atherton, I'll do a gig in, you know what I'm saying, uh, way out in Sierraville somewhere, you know, Tahoe, out where the money's at, where people who got money, man, yeah. you know, and it's not like you're trying to target them, but it's like. That's really just where the money is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, and then I'm a mobile DJ. I don't really do the club so much. Okay. You know, I would like to, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, the club, okay, you might DJ for one, two hours. You know, even if you charge, like, 350 an hour, that's only, what, 700 Yeah. You do a wedding, you <laughs> – you know what I mean? You looking at racks, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to just, you know, usually when you do a club, you DJ for an hour or two, then another DJ come in, do DJ for an hour or two, then another DJ come in, you might open or close. It's usually two or three of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that much money to be made, man, unless you're getting maybe a, a good cut of the bar or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I... I've never been too successful at the club gigs like that where, you know, but you know, that's not, that's not my niche. I'm a mobile DJ. I got all my own speakers. I could throw my own event anywhere on this earth. You know what I'm saying? I got generators. I got, if I need power, I got, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you know, uh, it's just different, you know? Um, and I, uh, so I, I like being a mobile DJ a little bit better. It's a little bit more labor because, you know, you got to bring everything and pack it up, load it. People forget about that part, too, that labor cost. You know what I'm saying? Right. Anybody else going to charge you labor. So, you know, I got to put that into my price. You know, that that's backbreaking. I'm a big dude, so it's not too bad. But, like, 
You know, imagine if a DJ was smaller than me and really got to carry these big old subwoofers and all the stuff. You know, like you got to pay for that, man. The setup and the breakdown. But um, again, all the pandemic was cool to me, man. Like you know, um, I got to spend a lot more time with my kids when I resigned from my job, so I was with my kids more and uh, just watch them grow and learn and. I'm still trying to potty train my son right now, but once he's potty trained, man, we probably <laughs> sign him up for coach pitchers or T ball or something like that. Get yep. my girl in active in uh, some you know martial arts or something like that, so she could defend herself because you know she a pretty girl and it's a crazy world. I, you know I don't want to have to hurt nobody, man. You know, but <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. Don't mind. I'm a freaking nutcase. <laughs> right, you have, do your thing. I'm yeah, a nutcase, in, man. But, you know, luckily Angela Angela already knew me. You know what I'm saying? He knew I was crazy like this. So. But uh, I can keep rambling on and on and on, man. I don't even know if I'm making sense at this point, <laughs> no, man. I'm no, just bro. speaking off the dome, man. I'm almost, I damn near feel like Kanye West. Let me shut the hell up, man. No. 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 <laughs> hey. No, I, I, I think this is gold, bro. Yeah. It's absolute gold, brother. But, hey, also, I was going to give up. I was going to retire from DJing, but I, I stuck with it. I couldn't turn the money down. People started hitting me up. I'm like, man, I'm going to sell off my stuff, too. But people started hitting me up. People ran, I mean, randomly. Yeah. Hey, the DJ can't make it. Can you fill in for the, you know, at this club? Ooh, ooh. All right, I'll go there. But I was doing club gigs, making like a hundred dollars for four hours. I was doing club. It was that slow, man. I was like, man, just but the, like I kept in mind, like the optics. If people would just see me DJing at this club, yeah. even though they're not paying me much, if people see that, oh dang, he popping, he did. And then I, you know, from that, I was getting gigs off that. You know, just the image, like you, you know. You know, that's what Instagram's for. People always portray, like, you're doing better than you really are. Like, I'm not trying to front like that, but it's like, just if I just show videos of me DJing, that puts in people's mind, oh, he is a DJ, let me book him. Boom. You know, sometimes you don't know until you see or need a reminder. And if you don't ever advertise, people might not know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you just, you know, you got to post it. That's why I'm always taking pictures and videos and posting and all that stuff like that. So people put it in people's mind, oh, this man DJ, he has a 360 booth. Or whatever, whatever, photo booth, whatever. I got photo booths and 360 booths. So, yeah. Anyways, my bad. What were no, you saying? No, 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 bro. This is great. <laughs> the, the biggest things that I got uh, took away from you, bro, uh, just right there was you said, I'm a mobile DJ. I'm not one of these club DJs. And, you know, relating back, again, being a DJ when I was younger, I thought being a club DJ was like the motherfucking pinnacle. Right, if I could, you know, be the main motherfucking DJ, that was yeah. like the pinnacle to me, right? If you, if, I mean, if you get there like Steve Aoki or somebody, yeah, if you're in Vegas somewhere, you know, Poly D or something, yeah, but out here in the Bay Area, I don't know, maybe I don't know, I ain't seen it, I ain't seen the money that these uh, club DJs make, so I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so for you to say I was a club DJ, and knowing, or I'm not a club, I'm not a club DJ, I'm a mobile DJ. Uh, how important is that? Like, like knowing kind of like your niche where you're at, you know, versus like maybe differentiating. I should, let me, let me ask the question uh, different. Maybe I should say, how does somebody differentiate what they're good at versus what they want? Man, you know, almost kind of, kind of, kind of got to find what comes natural and what comes easier to you, you know, like, uh, you know, and your situation at the time, like I'm a mobile DJ because you know I happen to have like my brother let me use his speakers at first from his company till I was able to go get my own or whatever, you know. Um, so I was able to be a mobile DJ from the jump. I was DJing birthday parties and weddings and stuff like my first year DJing and stuff like that. And uh, um, 
You know, and when you're a club DJ, it's a lot of politics as well. You got to kiss some ass probably. probably got to show up and shake, give the DJ a drink and say, hey, man, can I open for you and all this stuff? Me, I'm, you know, I can't, re- I can't really be like that. If I rock, rock with you, I'm going to rock with you genuinely, not because I'm trying to kiss your ass or whatever just to get on with you. You know what I mean? Because I got cousins and family that's on, on. Like, you know, I don't want to say no names, but they was on. And when I asked them to try to put me on, they didn't put me on, man. They just looked at me like I was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, it's a thing in the DJ community, the older DJs who came up on vinyl, and uh, real crates, they kind of look down on the newer DJs who got it easier with the laptops and MP3s and DJ controllers where you ain't really have to have no vinyl and all that stuff. You know, they kind of they kind of they kind of call us like MP3 DJs, like fake DJs or whatever. I've, yeah. I've noticed that before I even started DJing, I noticed certain DJs would clown on other DJs and stuff. But it's almost like, bro, if you're gonna be like that, why even have a cell phone, bro? Go go get the uh, old school phone. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, okay. And you're still DJing with the laptop, bro. Put the laptop away. Just carry your crates again, man. Don't, you know, don't use the, uh, uh, what you call it, the phaser or whatever, man. Just because it's a vinyl don't mean you're really scratching uh, vinyl records, man. You're just putting the little thing on there and still scratching MP3 tracks, bro. Like, I, you know, so it's like, I don't like how people hate on different, um, you know, I came in the game in a later time where I had more technology, but I'll be a fool not to use the technology, bro. Like, I'm not about to have a whole team of people carrying crates of records, you know what I'm saying? I respect the art form, though, so I'm always go back and learn to scratch and learn how to use vinyl. I did all that, you know what I'm saying? I went back and you know, I haven't mastered it yet like I would like to, but I'm going to make sure I take time to go back and learn the art form and really scratch on real vinyls and all that good stuff, too. But don't look down. I mean, I, I just seen that. So, And there's people I know who I ask, like, can I open up for you? And they just ignore me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you a, you know, you ain't you ain't serious about this or whatever. But I really was, though. Like, you know what I mean? And, I, you know, I can't fault them, man. It's, but I noticed a lot of politics in the in the DJ game in the Bay Area for show. Probably in the, in the whole world, man. You know, it's always who you know. But, like, um, so it's like for me. I don't, I don't got to do no politics if, if I become a mobile DJ. If I'm a mobile DJ, I could throw my own party. Yeah. I could throw my own event anywhere if I get a venue. Or I used to throw house parties all the time. Right there in my house in Vallejo, I would just throw parties, man, randomly. Me and my roommates, everybody come through, have a good time, beers, whatever you want. You know, BYOB. I might get hella pizzas or whatever, and we just slapping all night, man. You know what I'm saying? People, you know, we I bought a stripper pole, put that thing up, had my up lights up, you know what I'm saying? We had the crazy house. That's crazy. And, that, and one of my boys, he about to get married too, so we're going to turn up again for his uh, wedding reception. You feel me? But, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, uh, but um, but like as, as a mobile DJ, I don't got to deal with the politics, man. I yeah. can set up anywhere. Anybody got a baby shower? Man, I've DJed funerals, baptisms. I've DJed all kind of stuff, bro. Because you know I got my own gear. I could bring. If you just need one speaker, I've done gender reveals. <laughs> you know, wedding, everything, man. It's just you know, if you a lot of mobile DJs don't even have their own equipment. They got to go uh, rent it or something or from Guitar Center. You know, the gear might not be there when you get there. They might have over double booked your the equipment that you rented and reserved, and you get there and it ain't there, and then you screw it out of money, man. Like, what you gonna do? So, I, if you are a club DJ, I'm not knocking you, man. Get your money, but also have your own speakers, man. If you have a place, you know, a secure place to store them as well, just so you can throw your own events, man. Uh, you know what I mean? But, you know, I just, that's just how I came in the game as a mobile DJ, man. Um, 
I just, you know, I just seen, I seen the money. People pay the money for a mobile DJ for show. I've been jerked by club promoters, man, too many times, man. At the end of the night, they run off with the money or say, well, we didn't make that much. And so now we ain't going to, you know. But it also comes down to me not being on my business grind, not having a contract, not having guaranteed half up front or whatever. So that that came down to me. I didn't been burnt hella times without having a deposit. You know, I'm not taking dates on this day because I'm thinking I'm going to have this gig and then all day cancel. Damn, I'm burnt out of any good money. I could have had more money if I would have accepted those gigs. And uh, But... You're going to live and you're going to learn. And then uh, when you like, damn, you expecting some money and now it ain't there, you're going to really learn. Like, damn, I got to draft up a contract. I got to draft up a, you know, a, a deposit form or something like that. I need a retainer deposit before you even think about trying to book me. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you a certain amount of days maybe to come up with the money. Otherwise, you know, because nowadays people be booking the same day. And it's like, okay, if I take, you know what I'm saying, if I – Lock you in without no deposit, and you burn me, and you know not having it or something to cancel. You got COVID, and now you can't have a gig, and now I'm just shorted. I don't know money, and now that's food out of my kid's mouth. You know what I'm saying? So it's like be on your grind, get your business right, get your LLC if you need one. Um, get your um, another thing you got to have as a mobile DJ uh, business insurance. You know what I'm saying? It don't cost much a month, much a month, but you could get like a million, two million dollar insurance policy that a lot of corporate gigs, like you know, I've been in UC Berkeley uh, museums, all kind of like real establishments. They're going to require you to have a um, insurance, uh, you know. Uh, um, so get that. I got workman's comp. If you're going to have somebody maybe help you, you got to have workers comp for them in case they get hurt helping you. I got all that stuff, man. So it costs. So and there's another reason that I got to pass some costs on to the client because it's costing me, you know. Um, but yeah, be on your If you're going to do it, be in your business, do it right. Eventually, you're going to need it some either. If not a, a LLC, you're going to need a, a, some what you call it. A, um, Certificate of business or something from your city hall, something you know what I mean, mm -hmm. to be official to get into these certain places. Because they, um, I think I got a gig, a three sixty gig, because somebody didn't, because somebody didn't want to. Um, I think they just didn't take a COVID test or didn't get vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling oh, you to get shit. vaccinated or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm vaccinated because you know I had to get vaccinated for work at the time. And just to be around my grandma and stuff like that, it's wanted to be vaccinated. Just you know, some of my own personal reasons. I don't care if you are or not, but I got money because I was vaccinated. <laughs> some dude missed out on the gig, and I got racks off the gig because I was vaccinated. And this other person wasn't, so they kept rocking with me for like three gigs now, you know. And they never went back to the other person. So, uh, <laughs> not telling you what to do uh, monetarily, man. A lot of places say, hey, if you're not vaccinated, you can't you can't work here. You can't do this event. So. That's the only reason, I, you know, I don't, either way, there's good and bad on either side. I don't really care about that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, bro, this is gold, bro. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, This is, I think it's your move. Oh, it's, oh, I forgot about the damn thing, bro. <laughs> God damn, man. Come on, Pond. Just go oh, ahead. No, he, if I go there. Make a big oh, move. Make, oh, a big move. move. make a big move. Oh, shoot. You can make a big move. Let me see here, bro. Uh, All right, man. <laughs> I forgot about this game. Yo. I'm a bad man. So, so, so the second part of the inspiration to this game was this uh, book called Your Next Five Moves. Right? Mm. And it was basically the inspiration for that book was these grandmasters in chess who can think up to 15 steps ahead. 
right? And it kind of applies to business, right? So real quick, off the top of your head, what is PDOT's next five moves? <sighs> My next five moves from right, from right now to today, what I want to do. Um, so number one. Number one. I got to uh, do some prep for this uh, 360 gig I got on uh, Saturday. Number one, I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going to put more time into my 360 business because um, it's easier than DJing. Really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So eventually, actually, I kind of want to step back from DJing so much. Um, as my kids get older, I want to be able to go to their games and uh, – be at their recitals or whatever they choose to do. I'm not going to push them either way. I'm just expose them to different stuff and whatever they gravitate to. I'm gonna let them do that. So I know on the weekends that's when um, you know sports and activities and stuff. You know, yeah. and I want to be able to do that and not have to. Oh, I got to be here for a wedding or whatever. So eventually, I want to do something else that will supplement my DJ income and give me more or as much. Well, I think I could do that with the 360 gig. With the 360, I got I could have somebody else run it. You know what I'm saying? The DJ, no, they want me because of me, my, you know, my mind and what, you know, my song selection or whatever. They want me. I can't really replace me with another person. Yeah. But the, or the photo booth or something like that, man, all they doing is pressing the button and making sure everything go cool. I could have a team go do that, just pay them a little money. And, you know, I could do that while still I'm over here in my game watching my son hit a home run or something like that. I don't know what he's going to be doing. He's only two right now. But you know, <laughs> so yeah. I just and, and I always say I don't want to be not knocking my older homies and family who are DJs. I don't want to be that fifty-year-old DJ in the club, forty-something years old, still in the club trying to play the younger music. Music <laughs> artists that are like thirty years your your um, you know your um, younger than you, trying to keep up with all the new current music. So I know one day I'm gonna retire and maybe only do certain like family events or certain special events or, you know, it's got to be something big if they want me, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I'm, a, you know, I'm always be able to DJ on my own event or throw my own events, really, you know, and not just be a DJ for hire. You know, I might want to throw my own parties, you know, have Angelo come film or, uh, you know, do it, just yeah. do a podcast, podcast at the, po you know, live, right live at the, um, you know, you know, all my friends who got different, uh, you know, skills and qualities, man, put something we can all get together and make some money together, man. And not necessarily because sometimes, you know, honestly, as a DJ, I don't enjoy it sometimes because I'm playing music I don't really necessarily like or know. Not saying I love bringing joy to other people, but, you know, after a while, it's like, man, I'm over here playing songs I don't even give a damn about, bro. Like, I don't, and I feel it's now it's kind of becoming a check almost. Like, I need this money to, you know, to support my kids. But, uh, you know, but I feel if I throw my own event, that's something I want to do. You know, we could have different themes. If me and my friends and family come together, making some money, everybody happy, everybody eat. That's, you know, not some. I was hired to do a job. I got to do it like this. If I don't do it like this, I might ruin their special day. You know, people, these, these weddings mean a lot to people. These are their yeah. special days. So if you flub on a name, you know, the new Mr. Blah, 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 oh, I'm sorry, man, but, you know, they going <laughs> to remember that, you know. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, so, so I definitely, okay, so I want to, Put more to the 360 business and photo booth business. Yeah, probably digress from DJing a little bit to just be more exclusive, maybe, or throw my own events. So that's two steps, right? Yeah. Uh, third step, um, find another way to supplement my income besides just the 360. You know, 
make find a way to make passive income, whether it's, you know, like I'm still finding a way. So uh, four, at four, I'm going to go into planning, game planning, trying to brainstorm, finding a way to make some decent money. So just thinking and trying to figure out what your next step is. That's That should be a step to just take time and focus, you know what I'm saying? And figure out what the heck you want to do. Pray, meditate, whatever you got to do to figure out what your next move is. And then I will say five. Uh, honestly, man, I, uh, you know, I was raised in the church. I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better servant of the uh, Most High God. You know, I'm a wild, crazy dude. I know I need deliverance, bro, because, you know, the things I'll be thinking don't necessarily line up with uh, the Bible that I believe in. So I know I need, he, he got more work to do in me, but I do want to be a better uh, servant of the Most High God uh, just because, like, ultimately, you know what I'm saying? I've been looking at the, uh, was it the, um, the, J, the, the new space, the space, not the Hubble telescope, the other one the new, that's taking new pictures of faraway galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started to think like, dang, bro, we serve a guy who created all this or, you know, you know, who am I to not put him first? Like I should be, man. So keep it 100, but I was always raised in the church. I felt like I had a calling on my life, probably been running from the calling. Uh, but I definitely want to get, uh, you know, more in tune with my church and my, uh, you know, or or just Christians and the community. Actually, the world, the community around me, and be a blessing to those around me, not just the four walls of the church. I want to. Uh, I just told my boy that uh, I convinced him to answer the call that God had on his life, and told him I would help him with anything he needs. You know, but at the same time, I was preaching to myself like. Dude, you need to answer the call in your dang life, bro. You tell, trying to get somebody to answer his call, and you want to help him, bro. You could be doing, you know what I'm saying? So I want to, uh, I want God to use me to help others and be a blessing in this world. I used to want to be famous and rich and all that stuff, but now I just want to, uh, kind of really, really want to just do His will and uh, raise my kids, be a blessing, and uh, you know, I would like to make a mark on the world some kind of way, you know, a positive way. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, I'm content with just uh, doing whatever guy has for me to do. Um, and also, man, oh, yeah, another one. I don't want to put a dang album. I got at least, I, I feel like every human being should put out at least one album. Every human being got at least one song, <laughs> one album in them, dog. I just want to at least put out one and just see what it do. I'm just curious to see what it do, man. I've made music videos and songs, you know. That's but, hella funny, bro, because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, bro, you're, you're like probably like my third or fourth friend I've, I've heard that says that. The same yeah, thing. Just yeah. make one album. <laughs> everybody got at least one song to one album in them, dog. Because everybody, yeah. if you've lived life to be 30 or something or more, you've had life experiences. And then it's really not just for you because when you record it and put your pain and your story on, on wax or, or record it, you could be helping somebody else. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. people feel like, oh, man, that Tupac, that Tupac record got me through, man. Keep your head your story could do that for somebody else yeah. and inspire them. You know, you never know. People could be on a ledge, about to jump off a cliff, you know, you know, a Ruger to the head, about to just t throw it all away because they, you know, they, they have no hope or whatever, man. So um, not even just on a religious thing, like just a secular song just about the struggle yeah. could help somebody through that day, man. You know what I'm saying? Just to get, you know, because people are taking their lives. Even they got kids at home. They still taking their lives, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say it's a selfish act. But like they like when they when they're at that point like we I've I've been depressed I've battled depression every I think everybody's gone through highs and lows in life we're all human right everybody's had breakups and 
you know, that special girl that, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? A woman and male, uh, you know, a woman been heartbroken over dudes, vice versa, whatever. Everybody, you know, I think, like, we, we put that on, express our emotions, you know, uh, and get real instead of always being braggadocio. You know, there's a time and place for everything. I want to say that there's a time and place for everything, you know what I'm saying? But the key word is everything, man. Put everything on. Don't just show them the good side. Show them the bad side. Show them the sad side. Show them the happy side. Show them the good that could come from doing good as opposed to doing getting, you know, getting good from doing bad. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to sell drugs to become a millionaire. You don't got to pimp whatever. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, that's the culture we live in. The Bay Area It's a big pimp culture, a big dope dealing culture. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that to be cool, to be hip. Everything, I want to say this too. Everything is relative. To some people, I might be cool. To some people, compared to other people, I'm a square. You know what I mean? Everything's relative. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just because you see this or that, that don't mean nothing. And some some people look at what you got. Oh, say if I go get a Benz right now. Some people are like, yeah, a Benz. I'm pulling up in a Range Rover. Woo, woo, woo. But to some people who are billionaires, what's a Range Rover to a billionaire, bro? I'm a billionaire, bro. I got a whole, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to space. You know, So it's like, don't chase money, man. Like, Or, you know. Uh, I don't know what to say, but like it's like when you think you've made it, there's always somebody who's going to have more than you, man. So what are you really doing it for, man? If you're not trying to be successful to buy your parents a house and make you a better, better life for your parents and your kids and your family, man, and make something, you know, you know, you got to re, uh, readjust and rethink why you're doing certain things, man. Like don't sell your soul, whatever that may mean to you. Don't do it. And uh, yeah, but yeah, that's for me. I also yeah, I was got throw that God in there, man. Uh, God, I was raised in the church, been saved my whole life. So when I do wrong, I know I'm doing wrong. <laughs> like when I do wrong, I I don't just do wrong because I'm a fool. I'm a, when I do wrong, bro, I know I'm doing wrong. And I call it wrong. I don't call my wrong right. You know what I'm saying? If I'm out there trying to holler at and sleep with all these women, I know that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I know I need to get right. You know what I'm saying? So I want to say like. I know I'm not, uh, I know he's not through with me yet, <laughs> but I'm trying to do right, you know what I mean? So ultimately, yeah, I do want to, because when I was when I look at all those galaxies, man, it's like, dang, bro, like, like, man, we serve a God who made that, and, you know, why is he not the focal point of my life at this, you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed to be 37 years old, I'm 37, blessed to be here. Uh, not be dead like a lot of I got friends and family who got killed early died early for whatever some died of cancer some died you know young got shot you know it's a blessing every day I'm blessed to have seeds to carry on my name and my legacy and um, ultimately I do want to leave something behind for my kids so um, I definitely want to make a get into a business that I could pass on, you know what I'm saying? Whether if my kids want to become a DJ, I could pass this DJ company on to them or whatever, or I might open up a dang restaurant or whatever. Just something that you know, my family could work and generate income I could pass down or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's ultimately my goal. If I say my next five moves, I probably did six or seven right there, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. I didn't mean to start preaching, man, you know what I'm saying? But it's the God in me. But... uh <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Hey, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Feed up, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Uh, hey, whose move is it? My, I, I believe know. it is your move. Oh, sorry. Damn. This is like my, my last oh, move. So oh, fiddlesnicks. I, mean, I, I told you what my last move was. Okay. Oh. 
Oh, so oh, you didn't say check or checkmate or nothing, dog. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Oh. No, I mean it's queen check. Oh, this right? is the queen, but right? That's queen, okay. queen. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Suck blue. This. Can they, can this guy? She can go diagonal, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, get up out of here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna think my. Uh, oh, oh, I should have did that. <laughs> Chocolate blue. Trying to figure it out right here. Oh, just do what you're gonna do, man. Just make it. Just, swift. Just, just, just make it swift, man. Just make it swift. Don't don't torture me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, damn. That's the thing about chess, but you gotta be five steps ahead or more. Mm-hmm. I have to. You have to be. I see why, like, real critical thinkers, they play this game. And, you know, it's a master's game, man. For sure. Oh. Ooh. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Another thing I wanna do, I wanna get in shape. Health is wealth too, bro. Hey, hey, bro. Keep one hundred. Keep one hundred with y'all. I was eating just hella fast food. Just you know, got you know, obese. Got bigger than I used to be back in the day. Like just got big and ended up getting diagnosed with type two diabetes or whatever. Yeah, got diagnosed with that. Cause I was like, man, why am I always pissing all the damn time, right? I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, bro. Hey, you know what I'm saying? This is P. Scott, man. My name is Percy Scott. I keep it real. P. Scott. Ain't nobody, but uh. I um I was on this on, on the metformin, glipizide, all this little stuff Kaiser gave me, whatever, bro. Which really doesn't help you. It kind of makes you maintain, and then over time you're gonna need more dosages of it. You're gonna need more and more of it. Um, I started, you know, man, I need, there's got to be another way, a natural way or something, man, to reverse what's going on in my body, or whatever, man. Because um, I mean, my a bad diet and stress kind of what brought it on, I believe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I feel like if I change my diet or whatever, it could help or whatever. So I looked up stuff and started the keto diet, and it, which basically cuts out carbs. You're just cutting out carbs, man. You don't even got to call it a diet. Just cut out the carbs, and there it is. That's the keto diet, right? Um, and intermittent fasting, trying to do at least 12 or more hours a day. And as long I, and, as you're gone. Bro, I've, man, I've probably gone like 16 hours, bro, just... Yeah. Or more like, you know, because some, I just sometimes when I get caught up in my DJ for work or whatever, I don't eat. I don't think to go eat before the gig or whatever. I'll do the whole gig and then I probably don't eat till after the gig, you know what I'm right. saying, on the way home. But then even that's still bad because, damn, that's fast food again. Only thing is open after like midnight or whatever, some fast food, unless you got something at home you can heat up real quick, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you get a burger or in and out you can get a protein burger with the lettuce wrap one. So that's, that's cool because you can eat meat, cheese, lettuce, whatever. Just the bread, that's the carbs. The fries, that's the carbs. So I'll just get two of those, you know. Um, you ever done, so I remember I, I done keto before. Uh-huh. And I done, you know, the, the In-N-Out uh-huh. protein style. Yeah. Have you ever done Korean barbecue? Uh, as a diet? What you mean? Or I mean, have I had it? It follows uh, a keto diet. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, Korean yeah, barbecue. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. done Korean barbecue, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I love it, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like So we used to uh, go... Korean barbecue, like me and my cousin, every Monday, right, for lunch, uh-huh. and so hell of me, all the brisket, yeah. all the, the, the chicken, all that, right? It's 
good for you on keto. It's Hell all good. Yeah. Yeah. You get um you get what do you call them? They're uh like radish wraps. Like uh, radishes that are shaved super, super thin. Oh, like super thin. And so you like basically make like a taco uh-huh. right with the meat and yeah. the radish. Fire. What? Fire. I gotta get on that. I gotta get on yeah, that. Yeah, bro. Okay. That was like my favorite thing to do while I was doing keto was just go Korean barbecue. Yeah. And I'm yo. You could go crazy, you know, all the protein, right, the right. bacon, the cheese, you go crazy, <laughs> you know, bro. Like I, mean, I, try, I always tried to stay away from the cheese. That'd be fucking me up. But oh really? No, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It well if you lack to well Yeah, yeah, right, right. And I think yeah. I am. I'm pretty okay. sure I am. You feel uh, me? Yeah. Well, I'll go crazy with that, man. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I even thank God. I got on keto at the right time. They got zero calorie every drinks now. Yep. Zero, low calorie uh, tortillas you can get. I'll chop them up, uh, fry them into tortilla chips, whatever. Have like my keto nachos. You Hell know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like thank God I got you know it's it's been, it's been easy for me. Yeah. Uh, you know keto bread is keto. You know keto everything down there. Keto ice cream. Right. Uh, but I was on that strict strict for like a good three months. Man, I lost so much weight. Uh, I started feeling better. Like, uh, you know, I, I got off the me- uh, medication, no medication, right? I didn't have to go refill, no subscription, I mean, prescription. Um, and I just feel like, you know, Kaiser or whatever, the doctors ain't going to tell you that, man. They want you to stay on their big pharma prescriptions. And they tell you, eventually, your body's going to get used to this med- medication. You're going to have to get a more higher dosage to really keep everything down. And I'm like, man, you so you're not, this ain't going to heal me. This ain't going to reverse my insulin resistance. <laughs> but if you do on keto and intermittent fasting, will res- reverse your insulin resistance. And essentially, virtually, you're pretty much not no longer type 2 diabetic. Mm. You know, obviously, you know, you want to stay on that diet or not get too far off the diet or whatever. Because, you know, but I haven't taken uh, medication probably in over a year now, man. And, That's good shit, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. I'm fine. You know, I kind of got off the keto diet, so I started, you know, eating carbs again and Started picking up weight again, but I find as soon as I intermittent fast and do more do keto for a day or two and get my body back in ketosis again, I can shed the weight again. My stomach starts getting flatter. I can start seeing my thing when I pee. Like you know, what I'm saying I was just playing, but uh, <laughs> no, no, but no, for real, you know, and, and you know, I just watch all these videos on YouTube about keto, and they say like it's the carb, it's your body. Breaking down the carbs that kind of, you know, leads to this and that and high blood pressure and all this stuff like that. And I'm like, and I always knew, like, I watched Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. He'd have these carnivorous dudes on there, dudes who just eat nothing but meat, just red meat, steak, right. elk, all that. And their their body was shredded, bro. Like, yeah. just shredded, dog. I'm like, that can't be healthy, bro, whatever. But I guess they, I'm like, but that was always in the back of my head. I'm like, if they're healthy, they're, they're healthier than vegans. This dude was healthier than a vegan, bro. And um, or he appeared to be look healthy on the outside. You don't know what is going on with his heart inside, but uh, so that always that helped me go to keto. So I'm like, man, if I could just cut, I don't gotta be on these carbs, beans and barley, no rice. Cut that out. Just focus on protein, meat, and just a keto diet. Maybe I could get shredded. And I was losing weight. I was the protein was helping me in the gym. Like you know what I mean. So it it it, it, it worked, man. Basically, when your body goes into ketosis. Your body uses your fat as energy instead of carbs as energy, you know. So it'll take all your fat and use that's going to be your energy. You're gonna you're not going to feel tired. You're going to wake up and have energy and stuff like that. But you know, uh, so you basically just convert from carbs 
to uh, <laughs> you're you're fat. And, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's my simple understanding of it. That, I could, that, you know, yeah, you know, I know you probably know more about because you were like a gym trainer and all that kind right, of stuff, right? right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Bro, that was a that was a, a perfect <laughs> explanation of it. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, and I tried it out. I was never telling nobody about it until I tried it out for myself. And I said, "Damn, this thing worked, bro! Like <laughs> this thing really worked. You got to be strict on yourself and really no fries." No bread, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like you really gotta be strict on it, and really try to. It's the fast food that would get me because, as a DJ, I'm leaving the club or gig 12, 1 o'clock at night. Man, only thing open is like Taco Bell, Jack in the Crack. You know, maybe in and out if I don't feel like if I feel like waiting in a long ass line. You know, get a protein burger. Uh, so, but uh, I figured like if I could get some at the house, I could just heat up real quick in the microwave or air fry real quick. That's better for me too. So you got to go grocery shopping and really, you know, the groceries going up. But man, hey, figure it out, man. For for your health is wealth, man. So I, and I, you know, I had kids at a late age, right? I think I had my daughter when I was thirty three, right? I'm thirty seven, so she'll be four in, in August. So yeah, I want to be around for my kids, man, because when when they get into high school, I want to show my kids how to, you know, hoop, football, whatever they want to do, be able to. Do you know practice with them? You know before I just send them off to a camp. Like let me show you some basics. Then I'll you know pay for you to go to camp or something. <laughs> I just yeah. want to be around and and be around for their kids and you know hopefully see my great grandkids eventually. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, yeah so I you know because my dad he's both he's healthy and all that stuff. But even he you know what I'm saying like as you get older you start you know start having just health conditions man just start coming out of nowhere in his mid 60s. So I'm like man so but he was always healthy. As a as a kid, you know, yeah. he was always a strong buff ass UPS dude, bro. You know what I'm bro, saying? Why are UPS dudes hella buff, bro? Bro, yeah, boxing be heavy, bro. I did it for like two weeks, bro. Really? I that, that's what it is, huh? <laughs> Y'all know, brother. It'll be a little ass box, that thing full of nails or something. Just, God damn! I hella noticed that one time. I was like, I was working, and I just seen UPS dude, and I was like, what the fuck, like you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Why you look like, bro, like, like, uh, <laughs> bro. Hey, his best friend Sam, he buffering him. Sam, but he's and like I a bodybuilder, like, bro. I feel like, like, hey, and I feel like he purposely got the size smaller down <laughs> uniform, bro. You feel me? Like, probably, <laughs> hey, they, hey, they've been wearing the short shorts, too. Yeah, so that like, thigh muscle, yeah. <laughs> you know, going up and down the truck, up and down hella steps and, uh, you know, driveways and stuff. Yeah, no. Nah. No, I tried it out for like a week or two. I said, bro, this ain't for me, bro. That's hella funny. That's hella funny, <laughs> This ain't funny, for bro. me. Let me get back to my... Get busy. Let me get on my DJ. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. yeah, but nah. Yeah. Also, is <laughs> oh, it, hey, Fee. On me or you? <laughs> no, yes, I think. Uh, I think actually, it's. Uh, it might be on you. I think it's you. Me, it's you. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It's a pretty good move, bro. <laughs> Uh, it's not a check because I can't even get right there, but you know, you gotta. Damn. I'm just gonna make you uncomfortable. Just do uh, that. Just. God. I'm not even gonna tell you. Son of a. Oh, no. Oh, damn, my bad. Damn, you was right there, right? Where was I? Yeah, I was right, right here. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that guy's right there, but get out of here. Uh, damn, I'm not going to move him. Oh, no, I got to move him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, snap. 
Let me just go back to where. I, oh no! Hold on, where was I? It's a fucked up situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. oh damn it! Where? Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Go over to your horse, bro. Screw it, bro. Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm probably dead right there anyway, man. <laughs> no, we're going to make this interesting, bro. Uh -huh. P. <laughs> so we talked about your next five moves. We talked about where you've grown up, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, growing up in Vallejo or um, Benicia, right? Right next to Vallejo. Right next to Vallejo. I've been living in Vallejo the same amount of years now. Now, <laughs> <All right. laughs> the little what was it? The little itty bitty by the, the itty water. Chitty, yeah, itty bitty city by the water. Steady getting taller. Vallejo. Yeah, I'm not from Vallejo though, but yeah, I've been living here ever since I moved out of my parents' house. I've been living in Vallejo since like 2014. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere around there, man. I should have stayed my ass at home. That's another thing. Don't move your, out of your parents' house until you really have to, man, or something. Man, stay at home. Save That's your guts. Save That's your money. Real. Don't care about what your friends or anybody say or clown you, bro. I don't Trying to be that. independent. Bro, look, bro, I'll tell you, bro, when I was a technician for ATT, bro. I'll do like a Filipino's home or, you know, an Asian Pacific Island home, but all the family still living there until they ready to go probably buy another house and then let the, the uh, you know, the son or daughter move in with their uh, wife or whatever. But they, like, they don't force their uh, kids out into the world or whatever like that. And I'm like, damn, bro. But you know, us black people, we want to be grown. I'm grown, man. I'm a grown ass man. Can't tell me shit, man. No, no, bro. Stay in there. Save your money. Help out with the help out around the house. Help out with the bills, whatever. Don't be a you know good for nothing son or daughter. Help out, but save your money, and then hopefully when you move out, you get some property. You know what I'm saying? Or or if you get a job somewhere else, something that out out the way. Okay, yeah. But stay, hey. <laughs> Try stay to get some property. <laughs> stay your ass at home. It's hard out there, man. It's hard. Them bills is dudes. Out here in the Bay. Yeah, in the Bay Area, boy. Woo, yeah, area. Hey, I'm telling you, bro. My parents and my grandma wasn't here, bro. I'd be somewhere else, dog. Word. You know what I'm saying? I'm, but I, I'm I'm really big on family. I want my parents to grow up with my grand uh, with their with my kids, their grandkids, and uh, you know, God is good. My grandma's still living. She um, she's 98. She'll be 99 September 20th, I believe. So, you know, we were trying to get her, we're going to, you know, we'll throw her a big 100th birthday party. So, you know what I'm saying? But she'll probably live beyond 100 because she just, you know, but I don't take no day for granted. But, you know, she's still out here. So I definitely want to be out here, you know, spend time with her while we have her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, 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 if my grandma wasn't here and my grandpa and my parents wasn't out here in Fairfield, whatever, I'd probably be out there in Vegas with my brother or something like that or, you know, trying to be a, a superstar in L.A. or something like that. Who knows with my boy uh, uh, Joe Gray in L.A., man. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, don't move out your house unless you really have to, man. And if it's really chaotic at home, you getting into them with your parents or whatever, okay, that's one thing, you know what I'm saying? But if you care about your ducats, though, man, you might just want to just bite your lip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stay there, stack up, buy a house. 
connect with a realtor or somebody like that who can say, man, if you save up a couple of racks, we can get you in this first-time homebuyer program, get you a house, or do that or something, bro. And yeah. even then, you still got to pay that mortgage, though, but at least you're paying up for a piece of the earth that you aren't own for the most part. You know, you don't really own it. <laughs> the banks really own it, but still. Um, anyway, I should have took my own advice, bro. If I, could, if I could move back, I would. They don't have no space for my black ass no more, bro. But I would move back in and save, bro. I'm telling you, dog. Whoo, it's hard out here. And I'm in Vallejo. Vallejo used to be cheap on the rent. They done went up oh, and everything, man. man. They done went up. It's like, damn, you forced me to move to Sacramento. Huh? I'm trying not to because it's sack going crazy right now, man, in the streets. But, um, <laughs> bro, yeah, no, no, yeah. Stack your money. Get some property if you can, man. Angelo could tell you better than me. He's more into the, the numbers and the, the money and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> going off what I pick up here and, you know, here and there. But. He know he. This guy is a wealth, a uh, mountain of knowledge, man. Him and his wife, actually, man. They know money. That's yeah, all yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to give out little jewels, man. Good, I'm a goofy, them. you know. I'm a goofy ass dude, you know. People be people be saying like Goofy's like a dissy. Oh, this old Goofy. Like I actually am Goofy, bro. Like I'm a I'm a damn clown, bro. Like yeah. I'll probably be a court jester, bro. If I was back in the, you know, what I'm saying. I you know, I just like I'm a, or I, I'm an entertainer, bro. I like to entertain. That's what it is, bro. I, I like to entertain, bro. I've done stand up comedy. Uh, I've, you know, I've performed in church, sang in the choir, led songs in the church or whatever. Um, uh, I tried, you know, I was um, trying to be a rapper, or whatever. Right? You know what I'm saying? Still working on an album right now. With my boy Chris will mix the records. Chris, mix the records, man. Let's put it out, dog. We need shot videos and everything with no album. Come on, man. You know, let me get on, that one Chris. album out so I can just at least say I did it. And then, Come on, Chris. And then become a uh, gospel rapper, bro, after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, all Come my on, nasty, freaky lyrics, you know, go out there, and then I'm going to switch over to the uh, gospel rap, bro, after that. You see? <laughs> anyway. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Mix that album, bro. Make that change. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, these voices, <laughs> I'm going to start chopping these uh, bro, 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 Real spit, I was, I think it was 05, 06. I was working at Fry's Electronics in Concord, California, man. As a cashier, I'm just helping the dude out. Bro, you, you know you should be a voiceover actor or something like that, man. I'm like, uh, really? He gave me the information to do the follow-up. I just never followed up. It was some, he was like, man, here's your car. This is the information. Some lady who lives in Nevada or something. Somebody lived in Nevada or something like that. She will train you how to be a voice actor, man. You could do cartoons or whatever and make some money. I never followed up with it, bro. I re I kicked myself Damn. in that. Bro, I was like a young, <laughs> stupid, ignorant, 22-year-old, bro. Like, just, ah, oh, man, whatever, bro. Okay, I ain't be no damn voice actor, bro. But in my head, I always, when I watched Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Remember? Uh, yeah, the R scene. Yeah, yeah, he was being a R.I.P. Robin, uh, Robin Williams, he was a voice actor for a cartoon. So that's always been in the back of my head. Like, bro, I could do that, bro. Make a voice for a parrot or peacock or something, whatever. You know, because I could do voices, man. But uh, And when I did stand-up comedy, I did voices, man. I was, you know, I imitated E-40, Kick the Sneak, and all these, you know, R2-D2. I say E-40 sound like R2-D2, man. It was, hey. <laughs> hey. I was like, damn, we got to keep the sneak as Chewbacca. Hey, I was like, I kind of related Bay artists to Star Wars and stuff, bro. Hey. Hey, man, hey, I should, hey, another thing with the stand-up comedy, see, I, I'm a procrastinator. That's the biggest thing I hate about myself is I procrastinate, man. Uh -huh. When I was doing stand-up comedy, 
on my second show, we it was at this uh, it was amateur night at Pepper Bellies in Fairfield, downtown Fairfield. At Pepper Bellies Tuesday night was taco night. I think karaoke, and then I think they had comedy on certain nights. Dude, white dude came up to me, hey man, I'm throwing the comedy show, bro. I love your stuff. I would, would you, I would love to have you do my comedy show. Woo 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 woo. And I'm like, bro, I never got the information, man. Or I had it, and I forgot what I did with the number, dude's number. But he wanted to book me for a whole nother comedy show off me doing an amateur show, bro. And my procrastination and not taking stuff serious, man, just being a straight goofy-ass clown, bro. Just not just taking it serious, man. I'm all about just working, getting money, messing with chicks, going clubbing, bro. I didn't take it serious, bro. Who knows? I could have been the next, you know, I could have been in a movie or been the next, uh, you know, was a was a funny dude, uh, not Chris Rock, whatever. But you know, just the next funny dude, bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Just uh, you know, from the Bay Area or something. You know what oh, I'm saying? But yeah, I just so don't procrastinate, and that's why when Angela hit me, I liked how he said, "Man, uh, hey, are you available from this date? This date?" I said, "Man, let's do this date, bro. Like the week following week, let's do it. Let's get it up. Like like I don't want to procrastinate. Yep. Let's do this, man. Like I'm, that's the thing I'm working on in my life, not procrastinating." Handling my business, man. Like I, I really just something about me. I, it should be something easy to do. I just, man, I'm gonna go look at IG instead, man. Put yeah. the phone down sometimes unless you're making money off it, and just get the job done, man. Go make these meetings, and you know that's all. That's what I want to say, man. That's one of my biggest downfalls in life, and I don't want to pass that on to my kids. I want to make sure take care of all my business, so when my kids come up, they, I could tell them how to, I could tell them the game because I lived the game. You know what I'm saying? I could tell them to do stuff that I did to help me, not just do it because I didn't do it. Just, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to say know. that. You're good, P. <laughs> hey, P, we only got about 15 seconds left, but okay. where can people find you right now? Uh, I'm on IG, at P-E-E underscore D-O-T underscore S-C-O-T-T, at P.Scott, baby. Yee! Where's Sam?